Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, 
He's alright. He's alright. He's alright. 
our minds to retain your word. Let no hurt, harm, or danger fall in our path, O oh God. And if it does, keep us protected as you always have. In the name of Jesus, anoint these clay lips to speak life, power, and truth. These your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's a blessing to be back in God's house one more again. Amen. I'm going to ask you to meet in the book of Romans, the 15th chapter, verse number 1. Praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that. Romans 15 and 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, not to please ourselves. Amen. We want to simply talk this morning about protecting God's house. Amen. May take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Protecting God's house. Even though God doesn't need our help, how many understand this terminology of protecting God's house? Amen. When we talk about protecting God's house, what are we really talking about? Let the church be the church. Amen. 
If we're going to be about God's business, we should be about God's business. Amen. People are going to make mistakes. Anybody made a mistake in your life? Amen. Anybody going to probably make some more before you check out of here? Amen. But how do we protect God's house? We protect God's house by being accountable one to another. Amen. There are some things that I know that you won't know. There are some things you don't know that I won't know. It doesn't make one better or less than the other, but those who are strong in certain areas pick other folk up who may be struggling in other areas. And let me help somebody. Just because you're struggling don't mean people is picking on you. They're trying to help you. Amen, somebody. Sometimes we get ultra-sensitive. People use, maybe you heard the term, don't be judging me. No, I'm not judging you, but if you're doing something I know that's going to be destructive, I'm trying to help you. Am I the only one? Maybe you, you heard it or you tried to, 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 to return the favor to help somebody that helped you and they don't want to hear it. How many of you realize that sometimes folks don't want to hear the truth? Hello? Does that stop the truth from being the truth? No, it doesn't. That's why those who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. When he says ought to bear, ought to bear, which means it really should be no debate. Amen. How many get tired of seeming like you're helping and saying the same thing over and over again? Hello? And it seems like it's falling on deaf ears. It's frustrating, doesn't it? But when we're bearing the infirmities of the weak. I'm going to say keep on keeping on. You got to keep on grinding. You got to keep on standing for what you know is right. Don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing. Don't get caught up in what everybody else is saying. Don't get caught up in what it, what it looks like. Don't get caught up in what it sounds like. You got to keep on keeping on. Understand it. That, that, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come. And how many know that your joy is on the way? Amen. And your joy is on the way when you stay focused and understand, i got to keep protecting God's house. Amen. Amen. God bless those that came in, Romans 15 and 1, talking about protecting God's house. Amen. Protecting God's house is a responsibility that falls on all of us as born-again believers. Hello. How many sometimes don't feel like doing some things, but know they got to get done? Because if it don't get done, who is it going to fall on? It's going to fall on us as born-again believers. If folk are not receiving the word, the question is, are you living the word before them? Hello. It's one thing to tell folk about God, but you have to live about God before folks. I know you're going to get upset, but the word says anger but sin not. I know you're going to get frustrated, tired, rest if you must, but don't quit. I know your money is going to be funny, your change is going to be strange, but he said God loves a cheerful giver. You don't ever show up in God's house without an offering of praise, without an offering of sacrifice. I will never tell you to give your bill money. 
But don't give away God's money neither. Hello, somebody. I can't give I can't give the church my last. The church ain't that well. This church ain't never asked for your last. This church asked for what's right. This church asked for what's right according to the standards that you say you believe. So when we protect the house, somebody say, let the church be the church. If the church be the church, we ain't ever got to sell a chicken. If the church be the church, we ain't ever got to have a bake sale. If the church be the church, it don't matter how large or how small your congregation is. If the church be the church, we can protect the house by doing what we know is right. God made it even for all of us. A tenth of what you earn plus an offering of free from your heart. That's easy. That's easy. We'll only make $1,000 a month. God said you owe him, not me, not the temple. You owe him a tenth of what you, what you earn in order for the church to be the church. Hello? It's not complicated. And he said if you want to be blessed, see, we think we're blessed because of what we give through tithe. No, you're not blessed by that. You're blessed by your offering. Because the offering is free will. If you really understand the process of tithing, tithing is for the operation of the church. It's so the church can maintain its business. And we're not talking about being over the top, just the simplicity of being able to turn these lights off and on. The simplicity to provide heat when it's cold and AC when it's hot. The simplicity is not for me to pay my bills. Let's get that understood. Amen. Temple of Refuge does not pay his bills, does not pay the bills at 130 efforts. Amen and hallelujah. All right. So I, I know some of us are used to the, to, the, to the path of raking and fleecing the sheep. That's not how this congregation is designed. Amen. Now, say, if you want to be a blessing to the pastor, give an offering. People don't realize that their churches could be multiplex people, but they're sick spiritually because they're tampering with the money. We're talking about protecting God's house, amen. Let me help you now. The, the, the scripture, Malachi, we read it every week. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? Well, no, I'm not going to rob God. You say, well, you rob me in tithes and offerings. And when he break it down, he said, well, how can you get back in place? How can we get back on track? He said, bring all your tithes to the storehouse. He didn't say nothing about the offering. He said, bring the tithes to the storehouse because the church is in protecting God's house the church is supposed to be able to do right by the tithes that it receives. And doing right don't mean buying me a Cadillac. Hello, somebody. Don't mean buying me uh, uh, some Louis Vuitton shoes. Not that I would want some Louis Vuitton shoes. If you ever want to get me some shoes, give me some sketches. <laughs> Amen. It's not about a tailor-made suit. Hello, somebody. I'm good with some dickies, Jackie. But understanding the order of God's house starts from top down. As we are blessed, you are blessed. Anointing flows downward. 
And when we ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, see, the weak think that it's all about show and tell. No, it ain't about no show and tell. It's about live and grow. Amen? Live the life, grow, and teach somebody else. Because everybody got a struggle, amen? How many walked in here with some struggles this morning? All right? How many understand that the only way you're going to get through your struggle is through the Word? How many understand that when the Word hits you, don't take it personal, just get better? Amen? Man, I ain't going back over there. They all in your business. You ain't got no business. You can't hide from God. God's going to expose you when it's time to get exposed. If you really want to grow in God, you're going to get exposed. Ain't nobody got a whisper on you. You ain't that important that I got to go snooping on you. Hello? Every now and then, God does talk to the pastor. Every now and then, God just, just say, hey, just deliver this. Who is hit, it hit. Who is it, it miss, it miss. And say, okay, God, you missed me this week, but I know mine is coming. It's not picking on you. It's helping you to get better. Our thrive is to make heaven. And he said the righteous are going to barely make it. And if the righteous are going to barely make it, and we know we ain't close to righteous, we got some work to do. Maybe I'm the only one. Amen. Now, just because you're up today don't mean you're going to be up tomorrow. I can't believe X, Y, and Z said ABC. And then when the role is reversed, y'all got to understand, no, no, God said, I'm going to judge you the way you judge others. I'm going to handle you the way you handle others. So if you really want to grow in grace, you need to learn how to handle people the way God has handled you. I'm going to admit that you didn't made some errors that you ought to be dead in your sin right now. But grace. But grace. So who am I to question your moments of inconsistency? But don't be so sensitive that when your moments of inconsistency are pointed out that you get all sin. Man, why are y'all talking about me? Well, we're not talking about you. We're trying to help you get up. A just man followed seven times. David, in all his mess up, God professed to the rest of the world that he is my beloved son with a, with a uh, heart. He has a heart of mine, a heart to please me. And all the wrong that David did, David with Bathsheba, David with Uriah, David lying to the prophet, but God professed before the world, he is a man after my own heart. You know why? Because David acknowledged when he fell short. Mm -hmm. And he didn't make excuses. He made it right. Hello? You're going to fall short. Why? Because of your makeup. You were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. When you become notified of your mess up or exposed of your mess up, don't get on the defense. Acknowledge, repent, and move forward. When you run and hide, all you're doing is making matters work. It's like tossing gasoline on the fire. You're going to ignite it a little bit more. Hello. God desires all of us to be saved. How many believe that? But God can't help us if we don't help ourselves. 
He will not help us if we don't help ourselves. Don't you all realize that sooner or later grace runs out? Grace is not guaranteed. Grace is a gift. It's a loan from God. So when we're protecting the house, it is our job. When you know something is going to help somebody, now, it's not what we say, but it's how we say it, too. Hello. I mean, it stayed away from the church because the church seems so judgmental. You do that, you're going to hell. Man, I didn't come here to hear you tell me I'm going to hell. I know I'm headed toward hell with the life I'm living. I came here to get resurrected, to get restored. That's like going to the, to the hospital with an open wound. And the doctor look at you and say, you know, you got a bad cut. Yeah, doc, I know I got a bad cut. Treat it and send me home. And I know this because I got treated. Do y'all realize that just because you got treated doesn't mean that your healing process has completed? Just like coming into God's house. Yeah, the word helps you today, lift you up. That don't mean you stay home for another six weeks. You got to come to get the checkups. You got to come to make sure that the sutures are holding tight. You got to come to make sure there's no infection. What is infection? Sin. Sin creeps back in because just when you look like it's getting good, Anybody ever had one of them scabs that was healing? You peeled it off the full time. I know I ain't the only one. I know I ain't the only one. Well, watch this. Watch this. It feels good, the little, the little scab that came up, and you scrape it, and what happened? It starts bleeding. That's sin trying to creep back in. Hello, somebody. And you'd be like, man. I, why is it bleeding? Because it wasn't, it wasn't through yet. You got ahead of the process. You go to God's house, you get, you get stitched up, you start healing, and you think you're all right, and you start getting in front of God again. But when we understand of protecting God's house, somebody says, stay on course. When you stay on course, baby, when the scab is designed to fall off when it's done. Ooh-wee. In most cases, when it fall off, you didn't even realize it fell off. Why? Because you stayed on the process. They say, you know, it's in heal. And isn't it amazing how when it's healing, it still needs some more healing? Your little flesh is looking pinkish, and before you know it, it's back to color. That's how God works from the inside out. Folks say, well, I'll, you, don't, you don't look no different than me. Follow me down to the Jordan stream. You find out what God is doing for me. Because while you're looking at me, God's looking at you. Y'all understand what I'm talking about this morning? Okay. So don't, don't get so complacent because you're up today because you could be down tomorrow. How I many understand what the gift of discernment is about? You understand the gift of discernment? The gift of discernment, God will be speaking to you internally about a particular person or situation, and you're so accurate with it, it's not because of you, it's because it's a gift from God or discernment. It ain't for me to pick up the phone and call Sister Barbara. Sister Barbara, did you know such and such was going through? No, the gift of discernment is for you to start doing intercessory prayer. God is giving you the strength of discerning when a brother or sister is going through. And it ain't for you to go and put their business in the street because you don't want your business in the street, do you? Amen. And let me help somebody. If God blesses you to be a blessing to somebody else, 
Keep it between you and God. Keep it between you, because uh, number one, I'm not impressed that you bragging that you was helping somebody. Because God said you're going to get your just reward as soon as you open your big mouth. Well, you know, I helped Sister Jackie out. You know, Sister Jackie was struggling. And so I gave a little change to help out in the situation because, you know, God been good to me. I feel I might be good to somebody else. Hush. Hush. God puts us in position, not for those in need, but to check your line. When Jesus resurrected the young lady who had passed away, he had Peter, the mother, and the father. Those are the only ones he allowed to come into the room. He told the rest of them to stand back. And the girl was dead. And Jesus prayed over the girl. And resurrected her. And when she was resurrected, Jesus instructed them, don't tell nobody about this. Why would God bring back life and then tell them, don't tell anybody about what he did? Because some things are done ought to be kept between you and God. Amen. Not for you to go boasting and bragging about how God bless you. I've heard people say times that God has given me these gifts. Well, God gave them to you, just use them. Amen? God gave me this gift. God told me to tell you, and God wants me to have you walk around this church seven times. Okay, if he told you that, go and tell that individual he told. Not a time for you to be a show pony. Not a time for you to try to uh, be some, I got it, I got it, I got it. We know you got it by the fruit you bear. I don't have to tell you I'm an apple tree. My fruit going to tell you I'm an apple tree. I don't have to tell you I'm a child of the king. My fruit going to tell you I'm a child of the king. I don't have to tell you how much I love God. My actions should show you how much I love God. I shouldn't have to tell you I'm so glad I'm saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost still. The life I live should dictate that to you. Amen. So when we're protecting God's house, it's not about putting on a grandstand. It's about living the life. And when you live the life, come hell or high water, come feast of famine, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Man, it's storming in your direction. God told me in Ecclesiastes there's a time and a season for everything. I'm going to stand and protect God's house. Mm-hmm. They're lying on you. Well, they might be lying on me, but I don't have to chase a lie. People are going to believe what they want to believe. And we know this. If you've been living long enough, people are going to believe a lie before they accept the truth. So why do I get bent out of shape? Because they're lying on me. Hello? Yeah, it hurts. They lied on me. You would want people to believe you. But some folks just ain't designed to believe you, baby. They're not designed to believe you. No matter what you do, you can take our billboards, uh, text message, newspaper ads, radio ads. They're still not going to believe you. He lying. He lying. 
And once people get in their mind that that's who you are, guess what? That's who you are in their mind. But as for me in my house, I'm going to continue to serve the Lord. Hello? How many know you had to get saved? Everybody that came through that threshold is an ex-something. And guess what? The folk you left behind still see you as that ex-something. So no matter how saved you are, they're going to look at you all as that liar. No matter how sanctified you are, as that thief, no matter how holy those fields you are, there's that backbiter. But in protecting God's house, somebody say, live the life. Come on, say, live the life. I don't have to sit up here and, and talk my Bible and quote scripture to you every time something is said. Amen. My dress ain't going to help me neither. How many know you can go to hell with a, with a dress touching your toes? Amen. <laughs> How many know you go to hell with a three-piece suit on? How many know you can go to hell singing James Cleveland? Amen. I don't feel no waste time. Just because you know every song we sing don't mean you super saved. Just because you know every scripture, you think you know every scripture I'm about to speak from, don't mean that you got it all together. Satan know the word. Satan can be saved. He just don't choose to be saved. Do you all realize that Satan ain't nothing but an upset angel? He's a defiant angel. And unfortunately, we got defiant saints in the house of God. They know the word, but they won't live the word. So in order to protect the house, I'm not going to go back and forth with you over the word. I'm just going to live the life. And you might know more words than me, but guess what? I'm still there what I know until God gives me my increase. And when God gives me my increase, there ain't nothing that you or any of your imps can do to me. I'm going to stand the test. And the test is, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? How do you know something is good if you don't taste it? Some of you right now talking about, I don't eat certain foods. I ain't never tasted it. It's just the way it looks to you. You don't want to try it. It's the same way of living a life. I don't want to live that kind of life. I ain't going to have no fun. Baby, you've got more fun on this side of glory than you do on the other side that you, that you refuse to let go. You think, man, well, what am I going to do for entertainment? It is so much that you can do once you get your mind focused on God. There's so much you can laugh at. In fact, it broadens your horizon. It broadens your horizon. It makes you appreciate who God really is in your life. Hello. So understanding and protecting God's house, each and every one of us are responsible. You got folk right now that instead of you influencing them, they influence you. You know when this certain person gets with you, they're going to have you doing something that you say you're trying to get away from. Hello. Those who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Ain't a time for me. Think about me. You show acting different. Now, what's up with you, man? I'm just trying to get my life on track with God. What do you mean trying to get your life on track with God? Man, you used to get high with the best of us. Yeah, I did. 
Now I'm trying to get high in a spiritual form. I realize that when I get that 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 man's high, eventually I'm gonna crash. When I find out with God, I get higher and higher. My mind stays clear. I'm not gonna argue the laws of should marijuana be legalized. My man gonna do that anyway. Why? Because he can make money behind it. I'm not worried about that. Everybody doing it. Yeah, everybody doing. But guess what? Everybody ain't gonna make heaven with me. I want to make it real clear. That pastor said you're going there. I'm not, I don't have a heaven and hell to put you in. You smoke your cannabis. You want to smoke your cannabis. Amen. You puff up pass all you want. That's between you and the Lord. Amen. You can sip, sip, sip. That's between you and the Lord. Amen. I'm not here to put no boundaries on you. I'm here to tell you what thus says the Lord. You choose what's going to work in your life. Hello. Some of you read your word daily. Some of you read your word never. All I encourage you to do is to read your word. Some of you don't even hear the word until you come in the house of the Lord. All I can do is keep you encouraged to hold on to God's unchanging hand and protecting God's house. Does, does it frustrate the preacher sometimes when he see that his folk ain't doing what God recommended? Yeah, it does, but I'm not going to waste my breath and energy trying to Make you do right. I can't make you do nothing you don't want to do. Let me say that again. I cannot make you do nothing you don't want to do. I can't make my household do nothing they don't want to do. I can encourage them, guide them, and live a life before them, but ultimately it becomes a personal choice. And when you choose to allow God to be the steering wheel and not just your spare tire, everything else is going to take care of itself. It might be a slow process. It might like it might seem like it ain't ever gonna get right. But just keep on waking up. Keep on doing what God says do. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength for real. I'm living proof of that. Anybody ever feel lonely in a crowd of people? Amen. You're not crazy. Let me help you know. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not crazy. Say it from your chest. I'm not crazy. See, see you got to understand, when we're peculiar people, we're protecting God's house, we're peculiar people, you get set up in strange situations. And sometimes you got to let your peculiarity stand out strong. Well, you could be in a place, and you don't have to, you don't have to, you could be in a place they're drinking and sharing their cannabis, and that's fine. Well, we was taught you got to run. Get away from there. Run. Get away from there. No, that's where God allowed you to be there. Why did he allow you to be there? So you can show folks that's in your connectivity circle that there's a better way. Now, I'm not saying run up in there all the time, but sometimes if you're just hanging out, stuff starts happening. You stay there. Let me give you an example. Homecoming. I love homecoming. I know when it starts getting dusk, <laughs> I really head back to the house. Why? Wow. Now, if they sipping during the day, what you think they're going to be doing when the dark falls? Sipping turn to guzzling. And you know what's about to happen. So let, let me ease on down the road. 
I'm not going to sit up there and say, hey, Prince, man, you left early last night. Yeah, man, I had to turn it in. I got tired. I'm not going to sit up there, well, the Lord told me, no, that, that, no. Let, me, let me live this life before you. People start connecting the dots. I was playing softball, had a horrible game. I had a horrible guy. I was making errors, throwing the ball all over the place, and I was frustrated. His brother looked at me. He said, Prince. I said, yeah, man. You a deacon? I said, no. But you go to church, don't you? Said, yeah. But I knew it, man. He said, you been fussing. He said, you ain't been fussing or nothing, man. He said, I know you're a good ball player. And having the day you had, you ain't, I ain't heard you cuss one time. What am I trying to say? Don't have to tote no Bible. Let your light shine. You become the Bible for those who are watching you. When you're protecting God's house, let me add by Malcolm, he said, by any means necessary. Sometimes you don't have time to get to know Bible, especially today in this 21st century. Don't too many people walk around with a Bible. You don't have time to open up the app on your phone. But you better have a word in you because Satan is on the prowl. He's on the prowl 24-7. He don't take off days. He don't take holidays. When you take off, he, he puts in overtime. And you need a word to resist him. Somebody say only the word can defeat Satan. So in protecting God's house, I got to shower you and equip you with the word. And the word is going to always override your feelings and emotions. Huh? Watch this here. I'm so glad I'm and I'm sanctified and I'm filled with the Holy Come on. I'm so glad that I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad that I'm sanctified, filled with the Holy Come on, let me hear you, Tampa. Come on, come on, one more time. Well, I know that I'm I'm sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy. That sounds good, didn't it? It almost made me feel a little better, too, didn't it? But it still wasn't no word. Just because I feel good, I still need some word with it. Hello? That's why Romans 15, 1 says, those who are strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak. What are the infirmities? See, the infirmities are the things that we can't see with the natural eye. The infirmities are the things that you can cover up. Let me, let me make it plain. You can put a little makeup on it. And you feel all right and look all right. How many know beneath that makeup, you still got a struggle? 
How many know everybody that sang, I'm so glad that I'm saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost here, how many had some infirmities while they were singing that song? How many, how many know, yeah, I was feeling look, look good. I like I like when pastors do that. How many were feeling like that? But how many understand you still need some word? See, the word is what's going to cut through that stuff. And when the word cuts through that stuff, you begin to understand that I must protect God's house too. With the little bit that you know or with the much you think you know, everybody got to serve their role in protecting God's house. And so by protecting God's house, everybody stays on their post. Everybody says, stay on your post. Even them babies. Amen? Yeah, I know your buddies seem to be cool. They seem to be here. But when you know what's right, when you know what mom and dad is trying to teach you, what big mom and papa is trying to teach you, what the word of God is instructing you to do, stay on your post. Every day you're not going to have a strong day. Sometimes instead of you ministering to someone, you're going to need to be ministered to. Make sure you're good outweigh your bad days. Hello? I mean, understand that complaining ain't going to help you. Somebody say push. push. Simply means pray until something happens. Somebody say, I keep praying the same prayer and ain't nothing happening. You got to start walking in faith. You keep asking God, God, do it, God, do it, God, do it. And instead of walking as it's already done, you're hindering the process. Matthew 6 says, when you come to God, already know that it's done. Amen. Somebody shout, it's done. It's done. Come on, it's done. it's done. If you believe that, give him praise right now. When we're protecting God's house, we got to be like Lion King, Akuna Matata. Means no words for the rest of your days. Y'all don't hear me talking. Y'all thought that was cute. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Look at the baby know it. But when I put that energy toward God, Instead of saying a kudo matata, just say, my God got him. Uh, my God got him. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free philosophy. My God's got him. Huh? Yeah, remix that. When I understand and protecting this house, even when I get bad news, it's still good news to give God the glory. Here's another one that we, we love, but, 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 but you got to let it resonate through your, through your life. I don't know how, but God's gonna. I don't know we. But he's gonna somebody shout God's gonna make a way for me. Come on and do it. Come on. Come on and shout victory. 
Victory. Y'all mean that without better words. And protecting God's house. See, if you got some word in you, that song starts coming alive to you. He never told me how, but he's gonna do it. He never told me when, but he's gonna Somebody shout. Somebody shout. God's gonna make a way for me. Come on and do it. Victory. Victory. See, when we protect God's house, rain, sleet, snow, and shine. I got a man in my post. Because only what you do for Christ is going to last. Amen. Let's give God a hand praise of thanks. Come on, we can do better than that. We can do better than that. Yeah, I'm talking about the on-time God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity of giving you the glory and the praise. Let your word fall on fertile ground. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's give God another hand. Praise and thanks.